Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I now hate Phil Kessel so much more than when he played for the Leafs. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, and when he you... played for the Leafs and, you know, Toronto fans would bag on Phil Kessel, I'd be like, I don't know. I kind of like Phil Kessel. He's good. I mean, I don't like that he plays for the Leafs, but no, I hate him now. Oh, I hate Phil Kessel now. I know. Two years ago, I went from, ah, Phil Kessel, look at this lovable curmudgeon. And now I'm like, Phil Kessel is the worst person on the planet Earth. I, I wish know. Steve Simmons had been more mean to Phil Kessel in the media. That's what I, that's what I wish. <laughs> he deserves it. You dotted in red. Remember Todd White. Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? It doesn't matter if you ask. It's the Chad and Luke Podcast. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 1507, baby, Danny Heatley, baby, of the Chet Sellers and Luke Peristi Podcast. Today's podcast title is brought to you by Ari, a.k.a. Cartesil, via a generous donation of $50 to the Sens Foundation. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as always, by the man who's getting increasingly nervous about Ottawa's Stanley Cup Finals ticket sales. It's Chet Sellers. <laughs> How you doing, man? Pleasure to be here. Um, Love the show. I'm happy to be here, too. I wish it was under better circumstances. What do you mean? Um... I mean, I'm just, just uh, like catching up, but uh, the last I checked, pretty much almost everything that we had predicted in our extremely confident podcast last weekend had come true. The Senators had come back and played a airtight game six. Craig Anderson stood on his head. Eric Carlson was great. Mike Hoffman was great. I was feeling really good about it. So, you know, I I've, I've admittedly haven't been paying attention for the last day or so, but uh, I haven't missed much, have I? Well, honestly, after getting through a flawless floor routine, the Senators didn't quite stick the landing on the uh, double twist half tuck in overtime. So we're here, we're gathered here today to uh, celebrate the end of the Ottawa Senators season, unfortunately. Oh, that's tough um, to hear. They were right there, though. <laughs> right there, though. Uh, right there. So I guess the question is, is this going to be one of those podcasts where we do what we can to kind of riff through the darkness until we come out on the other side? Or is this going to be a pretty emo couple of minutes here? We can try both if we can talk seriously for a second. That sucked the big sewage pipe, to be honest. <laughs> not, not happy. Not happy days here. You know, it took a decade to get to this point. And I think the Senators fans uh, know that these kind of opportunities to play for a Stanley Cup don't come along very often. And it's not great to miss out on one, especially when, you know, Ottawa was really, truly one bounce away, one shot away for so long. Yeah, this year kind of feels like Halley's Comet, doesn't it? Everything sort of mm -hmm. wind up and it may be 
a number of years before it comes around again. So I understand that. At the same time, like, who knows what the future will hold other than you and I when we do this podcast. So it is always possible that, you know, as soon as next year or the year after that with younger players in the lineup and maybe a shrewd trade or two that we could be talking about a team that rather than just kind of squeaking in and seeing what happens is actually a team that we have legitimate expectations for and we end up being disappointed in an entirely different way. <laughs> like this one kind of is harder to take than losing game seven, you know, of the Eastern Conference finals uh, 15 years ago, because that was a president's trophy team. But at the same time, it was a team that just had kind of been close, but could never get over the hump over the last, you know, few years, sort of like the Capitals are now. And so when they lost, it was like, yeah, of course they lost. They always lose. This team had lower expectations, but the improbability of everything they did up to this point, going six and one in overtime and, you know, taking the Penguins to double OT in game seven. This was the one where you finally said it's not the same team. It's not the team that's gone 0-5 in Game 7s. This is the team that is going to do it against all odds because they've always done it before. So in a way, when it finally does kind of run out, that's in a way harder to take. Even though at the beginning of the year, if you were to say, hey, your team's going to be in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Penguins, you'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. So you're in Game 7 overtime. Um, Pittsburgh has scored twice, and then Ottawa has responded immediately twice. Ottawa has never led this Game 7, and you still know you're right there. And after kind of the ten, first 10 minutes of overtime, you kind of know that it's not going to be a nice goal that wins it. Like, something stupid is going to happen. And the longer the game goes on, you're like, that could be us benefiting from the stupid thing. And you're just waiting for that weird goal for Cody CC to like deflect off of Oli Mata and off the post and in and it's instantly going to be the biggest goal in franchise history and we didn't get it and you know why because there was a stupid thing that happened and there was a weird knuckle puck that went off Pajot and past a screen Craig Anderson. It was close and you know even though Pittsburgh had dominated the overtime periods uh, with an S, you sort of felt like the longer it went, uh, it was just going to be that one lucky bounce that was going to do it, right? Like seeing Kyle Turris kick the puck out of the crease, you know, when Craig Anderson is down, you're sort of saying, okay, Pittsburgh's dominating in shots, but we're not losing this. Like it's going to be that one shot the longer it goes. Five seconds before Kunitz, you know, put that puck over Anderson's shoulder, Stahlberg almost intercepted a pass that he was going to take 180 feet the other way. Like it was, it was that close right so it is tough it is tough it, it was impressively devastating i gotta say i'm kind of honored to be a part of it like, <laughs> as, as much as things this terrible almost never happen the only thing that would have been worse is if it had been a kind of it was for one situation like double overtime too. double ot that's two overtimes that is so much overtime <laughs> that is more than the usual amount of overtime even going into double overtime i was sitting there on my couch that's not true i was standing for the entire game <laughs> just like alternating between glasses of whiskey and wine as I screamed obscenities at the refs who were terrible. So sidebar, did you find the longer the playoffs went on that, you know, as someone who is, you know, a rational person, a man of science, a strong advocate for analytical, um, you know, review of, of hockey, 
Uh, did you find yourself becoming overcome by more and more insane superstitions as they went deeper and deeper in the playoffs? Oh, yeah, for sure. I've got a shirt I wore on every game day, which I refused to wash until this series was over. And let me tell you, you can tell that shirt has not been washed. Oh, that's rough stuff. Um, I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to hear any more. Mine are more just like, well, I've been sitting in this position on the couch, and now the uh, tide of play is turning against the Senators, so I'm going to move to the other side of the couch now and see if that makes a difference. Because it's not like it's up to them. And yet, even with smelly shirts and standing and sitting in strange ways, despite all that, it seemed like it didn't matter. I know, and it was, you know, like you said, it was a game where they were down one nothing. they came back right away, they were down 2-1, they came back pretty much right away. If you want to describe, you know, this team in terms of, like, resiliency and, like, refusing to quit and all of that, you know, rah-rah stuff, like, it's hard not to say this is the best Ottawa Senators team ever. It's definitely the most fun Senators team I can remember watching in a while. You know, the other thing is that they definitely seem to use a lot of the narratives that were being thrown against them about how they didn't deserve to be here and they were lucky. And, you know, as much as that kind of annoyed us as Sens fans during this run, like, why can't we have nice things? Why do we finally get to succeed in the playoffs and have everybody tell us we're boring? In spite of all of that, it did seem to kind of bring those guys fairly close together like they seem legitimately disappointed and legitimately close to each other at the end of the year especially with kind of everything that's gone on off the ice so you know in that respect and again i'm getting very emotional here they were clearly the the best capital t team that we've probably ever seen pittsburgh may have had the better players but you'll never convince me they had the better team and the proof of that is the fact that it took until the second overtime of game seven for them to finally win the series well, and so that also makes them statistically the second best Sens team of all time, right? Because by going to overtime in Game 7, that makes them more successful than the 0-3 team that lost Game 7 in regulation. I appreciate that at least the Senators lost the right way. It wasn't like Cody Cece giving the puck away at like the offensive blue line leading to a shorthanded chance against or something. It wasn't anything where you can say that guy in particular can't show his face around Ottawa anymore. We definitely have to trade him. Craig Anderson said it wasn't in the cards, and that's about as good a way to put it as any. It, it was one of those things that happens after 25 minutes of overtime, you know, yeah. and you can't really blame anybody for it. It was just one of those, you know, random things of inches that uh, all of this stuff, all of this that we seem to wrap our identities in so tightly for the better part of a year seems to come down to uh, at the end of it, just random inches and random bounces. So it's really good and logical that we choose to do this as passionately as we do, given how frequently we are rewarded and how much control over the process we have. When Kunitz scored, I am told that I made a noise uh, like the sound of a haunted tomb being opened, just like an involuntary groan or like the sound of a wooden ship slowly settling on the seafloor. Like that is the sound I made when they scored that goal. And I don't think I was able to speak for several minutes after that. Kunitz takes that shot. You're thinking, wait. Where's the puck? Yeah. Where did the puck go? Craig Anderson isn't moving. Why is everyone cheering? <laughs> oh, no. Jim Houston said they scored. Were they offside? Please tell me they were offside. 
I don't think they were offside. No, that this Is looks like a challenge. This. Uh oh. Uh oh. They're shaking hands. Okay, I'm turning this off now. Yeah. None of this is much. said out loud, by the way. This is just all in your mind. Yeah. Because what's actually happening is that you're just walking slowly in a fugue state to turn <laughs> off the television. <laughs> as And you turn the television off before all the people that have been calling the senators boring for the last four weeks start to go into their tribute to the senators and say, well, that was a hard-fought, entertaining Game 7, and good for them for making it this far. And that's when you turn it off before you have to hear any of that about how great of a Game 7 it was and how the senators deserve credit for everything they've done. You know that moment right when you're just waking up before you kind of remember where you are, who you are, what happened immediately before you went to bed? I woke up on Friday morning from a dream I had that the Senators won Game 7 on a Kyle Turris overtime goal. Like, I woke up feeling just so relieved and so happy, and then, like, wait, no, that was a dream that didn't happen. They lost Game (laughs) 7. And I didn't want to get out of bed after that. Like that was it's like that moment or where you where you wake up and you're like, oh, God, I did say that to that person last night, you know, or I did tell my boss to shove it yesterday. Uh, it was like that. It's been like a real slow burn on grief. It's almost been like a breakup. I went to bed that night thinking, all right, Ottawa lost, but it'll be better in the morning. And then I woke up in the morning, and it was much worse. (laughs) Yeah, and I was awful today. And eventually, that sort of very specific, tangible, immediate sadness kind of gives way to more of an existential malaise, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you eventually come out of that probably around, you know, middle of July, August, you know, after all the hockey's done. And that's when you start looking forward to the season again, because you've healed, right? You've gone out, you've got some vitamin D, you've remembered the names of your kids. You know, there's some new players on the team. There's some rookies. Optimism abounds. Uh, That's we'll get back there. Don't worry. Uh, now that hockey's over, it gives me a chance to focus on my first love, international politics. Now, to take a big <laughs> sip of coffee and check the news. Like, obviously, not winning Game 7, not being in the Cup Finals right now, is disappointing for all the reasons we've talked about. But it's not like we haven't been here before. I was not afraid to lose because of what losing meant. I was like, the Senators lose every year. I'm used to this. I can handle it. I'm not afraid. I'm ready to make some new memories, is how I felt going into that Game 7. It didn't happen, but I hope I can kind of approach future big games with that uh, optimism, or at least willingness to let the chips fall where they may. I think it was Senstrup that said this, that he doesn't necessarily define success or an enjoyable season by winning a championship, right? Which on the one hand, is sort of like, well, then why do you do it? But on the other hand, it's like almost nobody wins the championship, right? Like 29 out of 30 teams and soon to be 30 out of 31 teams don't win the Stanley Cup every year. So if that's your sort of very binary metric for success or failure, then it's going to be a failure almost all of the time time so from the perspective of you know did you enjoy the season did you like the team did they have a lot of memorable moments did they win a lot of great games like from that perspective like this is this is easily like the best and most fun season that they've ever had it won't seem that way for a while given that they were one bounce from the stanley cup finals against a beatable nashville team 
though I guess we'll never know. But, you know, looking back, it'll be like, man, that was a fun year, wasn't it? Too bad about the ending, as opposed to, I hate this and I want to die. For about 45 minutes after the game ended, people were talking about how much they were going to be cheering for Nashville. And my thoughts on that were just, guys, hockey's over. Like, <laughs> stop trying to feel things again. Like, it's, it's, it's done. Hockey died an hour ago. It's, it's done. There's no, there's no more hockey this year. Uh, it's, we canceled it. It no longer exists. Other people will tell you there's hockey. They're lying to you. There is no hockey. But as time has worn on, I realized that I actually do really need Nashville to win because if Pittsburgh wins that series in five games, if Pittsburgh wins it in a walk, I'm going to think, oh, Ottawa could have done that because we played Pittsburgh to double overtime of game freaking seven. Yeah. So I really need Nashville to win the cup this year. Otherwise, I'm going to be haunted to the end of my days by Chris Kunitz knuckle pucks. Although, got to hear both sides, even though the Senators took the Penguins to double overtime in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, playoff goal differential, not as good as Toronto's. That's tough. <laughs> Look at that go-go gadget arm-ass reach by the Toronto fans on that one. Uh, I kind of respect Not that they care the about the Senators, though. I respect the effort it takes to watch a team be a single shot away from the Stanley Cup Finals, and then you need to find something, anything, and you go for the thing that matters most in the playoffs, the goal differential. No, you're you're right. And, and to be honest, I just hope that were I in the same position, I'd be able to show as much innovation and hating, you know? <laughs> yes. Like it is, you gotta, you gotta admire the creativity of nothing else. Oh, I do admire the creativity. I think it's fantastic. I know I know from your perspective hockey's over, but for me, I will still really enjoy watching the Penguins lose. And I do not want to live in a world where they lift the Stanley Cup a second year in a row with that trash team of garbage men. Um, let's see. We've talked about how this I'm sad the Sens lost. Okay. Um, we've talked about how I'm upset the Penguins won. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about how Nashville really needs to win for the good of the community and really humanity. I think I feel better. I think I've talked myself through some things. This is one of those podcasts where we're not really doing it for the listeners. We're doing it for ourselves. And if it <laughs> happens to help someone along the way, then you know, that's good. And, you know, it will be tough to move on. And obviously, these guys were a great team and we're really close and they're not all going to be back next year. But, you know, this is it was a fun year. Um, and looking back on on it there's a lot to appreciate so that will eventually be the the part that we take away from it you can't always get what you want but if you believe in the system enough you might get something next year as i believe the rolling stone song goes and i mean i guess maybe the other thing we should do before we wrap up uh, just since this is kind of the last podcast of the playoffs and probably the last time we're going to do this weekly for a while we should thank the listeners who have supported us all year and given us great suggestions and uh followed us on twitter and listened and downloaded the podcast we thank you for listening thank you for listening sincerely uh, not sarcastically and remember if you do see us in public don't say hi we're just trying to enjoy our lives <laughs> yeah just you know hit us on twitter saying that you uh creeped us in the red zone yeah don't break the fourth wall we've got families to feed too we're just yeah. trying to get through this thing called life but again thank you for listening um i'm glad we can uh 
be part of your life in this extremely non-invasive way. <laughs> oh, so should we wrap it up there then and call it yeah. uh, call this the official end to the Ottawa Senators playoff round of 2017? That's a season, my friend. That All is a season. Right. Well, we'll uh, see you at the draft, probably. The system will be with you. The system, as long as you keep it in your heart, will never leave you. This is but a test. The true believers in the system will be rewarded next year. That's true. The system is not a one-year event. It is a uh, it is a way of life. All right. Good system, folks, and we'll see you soon. See you later. For a couple of fellers who both still live with their moms Breaking the town's local hockey team down with some microphones on No other podcast was finer Or was more of a hit with the big rig diners We never thought they'd make it past episode 5 Whoa, somehow these dudes named Shed and Parisi are live Whoa, whoa, whoa I do want to send a shout out to Eugene Melnick and his letter to the editor for making sure that the senators only took the second biggest L on Thursday. <laughs> I liked the fact that Eugene Melnick wrote in old school style. He didn't like buy a page. He wrote a letter to the editor, like a good old fashioned uh, plebe, a real man of the people, if you will. <laughs> and... It probably showed up in the mailroom handwritten and they were like, is this actually from him? Did he send this? And Eugene there's like a Melnick. Barbados postmark on it. The point of that letter was basically, it's not my fault. We're all to blame. And <laughs> it was kind of like, way to pump him up for the big game, Eugene. He had a quote, I don't know, three or four years ago. He basically shut down some question about the team by saying, I'm not answering any more questions. I'm very busy and we've got the Stanley Cup to win. <laughs> it was like, that's what you say to your haters. And then a couple years later, it's like, to whom it may concern. And I was like, oh, God, stop <laughs> defending your parking prices. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.